What is going on, guys? Today, I have uh, my good buddy Griff back onto the podcast. Um, I couldn't think of anyone else better to have on to kind of break down the madness that just happened over um, the, the literally, like, not even 12 hours ago. Uh, Griff, say what's up, bro. How are we doing, guys? How are we doing? I'll kind of, like, break down, like, what happened or when I found out last night. So, yeah. Um, so I'm out in like downtown LA with a couple of friends and we're walking into this bar and I've had like push notifications on this whole off season for Woj and Staff Champs. Of course. And I was like, okay. okay. Of so then I look down my phone, I see like push notification from Woj was like, we got Kawhi. I start freaking the fuck out. I'm just like, we actually got him. Cause yeah. Because it had been like, so silent the past couple of days. Yeah. Obviously you heard the Lakers like about a week ago, but then you started, I mean, if it hasn't happened by now, you started to think like, who really knows? And then... Yeah, and throughout the whole process, it was really kept within his inner, inner circle, like, where he was going. People, there was different reports throughout the week, just like, well, it looks like the Clippers are eliminated, it looks like it's the Lakers and Raptors, but then there's, like, mixed reports. And so, it was it got really interesting, and then, I don't know, man, it's just like, out of nowhere, it just happened. Yeah. Which is so... And then I, so I was asleep when it happened, I... I had a long weekend, you know, I, I kind of, I, I, I was, called you last night. I no, you I, I woke up to a million messages, but I, my question is now, because I, I actually don't know how long after the Kawhi news broke, did the Paul George news break? It, so for me, it broke hand in hand. So I saw the Kawhi thing happen. And then one of my boys, yelled, you guys got PG as well. I was like, what? So I go, go on Twitter, start refreshing. I'm just like, this can't be happening right now. I'm just like, how, what happened? Because yeah. throughout this whole process, I with the Clippers, it was always, we have to get Kawhi in a second star. And I said this last episode, I always thought it would be like an Al Horford, maybe Jimmy Butler in that sense. But, and then, if, because Katie, the Katie news fell through, it was just like, okay, who would be this second star? And there was no talks whatsoever about the PG. PG stuff. But he's a perfect second star. Like, I, he's a perfect second I couldn't think of someone I'd want, like, it's perfect. You guys now have, I mean, we talk about teams that just re-upped and then, the defense is going to be so tough, like the Sixers. and But, I mean, you guys, that defense is just going to be unbelievable. And it, it just is going to be able to help. Lou, obviously, his his strength is not defense. But now he's playing with a core that just is going to allow him to, to be who he is. And he always was kind of able to do that. I think Doc's really good at, you know, getting people to play to their strengths. But, I mean, it's going to just be so tough to score on on that team. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. So, I think one of the biggest takeaways I had from like this previous season is that the regular season means so much, but because with with this new load management that teams are doing with like superstars playing 70 games out of 82, it's just like, okay, you, you can't really judge a team until the playoffs. And we saw oh, yeah. it in Toronto this oh, year. Oh, it only like, means so much. Yeah. yeah. And I think the biggest thing is that everything... Wow, just, Griff. What? So, so I just break? I think the boogie news just broke. Really? Let's Where's see. One year deal with the Lakers. Wow. Wow. Like, there you go. Live on the there. podcast. Damn. Boogie. One year deal? Headed to the Lakers. I'm assuming he's not getting. Wow. Zoo. Zoo just came back four years, 28 mil. For the Clippers? Yeah. Damn. He got $7 million a year. Yeah. Good for so him. Seven, wow. He got Very some. Wow. some uh, dude, if you told him he was getting. Tw- 28 mil over four years, like two years ago, he'd be, Damn, you'd think you're crazy. Because 
Okay, so if we're using seven million dollars there, we still have our mid-level exception, um, which we can we'll talk about this later in the show. But it's we're gonna be our team did a really yeah. good job because we have fourteen million dollars guaranteed right up to Harold and Lou Williams, which right now are probably our third and fourth best players on the team. I would say Who? maybe Pat Bev. Uh, Harold and yeah, it's all. It's all. I mean, it's pick or choosing. Yeah, I think um, overall, how I consider best is your overall impact on a basketball game. I think Lou is definitely third, and then Harold's probably fourth, and then it's Beverly. Yeah, but, but dude, Damn, but- also the the Magic just waved Timo Fe, which is a little little interesting given you know the whole Russ situation. But we're getting a a little bit off track today. We're going to talk about. Kawhi, so we're, we're going to continue on this path, kind of break down, you know, obviously the signing, the fit, why we think he chose it, moving forward, just kind of what this Clippers team looks like, um, and just overall, they're, they're, no one's going to give you a, a better clue into the Clippers and, and what that fit's going to look like um, other than Griff, and, and just overall kind of break down free agency for him and, and how that looked like, and then we're going to move that on and kind of do a similar thing for Kevin Durant. I think these were both such such interesting signings. These are two team guys that were on NBA Finals teams, and we're seeing more and more. You know what? Like it's just interesting to to me to uh, I mean, kind of try and break down what's going on in their heads, why they make these decisions. Because you know they both could have gotten more money other places. They were both obviously in places where they could win titles, but that that wasn't necessarily what was most important to them. So. Um, we, we yeah we kind of got it off track, but let's get back into Kawhi. And where do you want to take it from, Griff? So yeah, so I'll kind of like break down my mindset as a Clipper fan. So after the news yeah. last night, I was like, so I was thinking about this this morning as well, reading a bunch of articles. I'm just like, this is like the first free agent we've had ever come to our team ever. Like no one ever comes to us, and we always we're, we play second fiddle in LA, which is understandable. The Lakers have a historic franchise, and so it's just like. Los Angeles will never be a Clipper town. Never, never, never in our tenure. But it, it sets up this storyline for this upcoming season where it's like the battle for Los Angeles. And for me as a Clipper fan, it's just like getting Kawhi, it finally legitimizes us as like a franchise in that sense, where it's just like yeah. the expectations this year going into the season are championship robust, which is saying them are high, but after seeing what Kawhi did this offseason, or with this previous season, it's just like... Oh, th- those expectations are there, but they're there for a reason. Exactly, yeah. You know? And, yeah, but just actually getting him is insane because we were talking about this slightly earlier about the reports saying he's, there was, like, mixed reports the whole week and there was some talks about the Clippers are out of it completely, but and it just happened out of nowhere. But the yeah. crazy thing is, is reading about the whole process of Kawhi actually going out to PG, like, and requesting that trade, like, hey, I want you to come to the Clippers and play with me there. And I would just love to be a fly on the wall with like Kawhi's camp and just hearing all this happen. Be like, how does one orchestrate all of this? Like, it's no, it's so interesting to me too because I don't see Kawhi as that guy. You know, I I think he's gotten more media attention than ever the past couple months or so. But I've never seen him as that type of guy. But I think that's so cool and so interesting to because I think PG's like a similar player. They just have different styles. PG's yeah, a little bit more like, yeah. smooth. You know, he's a little bit more modern, like, you know, our generate where Kawhi is more like old school and you can see it. Um, and the so. The interesting thing for me as a Clipper fan now is with our yeah. team roster construction. So 
right now, I would say in the West, most teams are very guard-oriented, and besides us and the Lakers, which are taking a more forward approach now with Anthony Davis and LeBron and us having Kawhi and Paul George. So it's going to be interesting to see how we fill out the rest of our roster, but more or less our roster is pretty set right now. No, the, ro- the roster said, I think you know what yeah. you're going to what you're gonna be working with. The rotation is going to be 9-10 deep. Like you said, you're going to probably go Beverly, Shamet, George, Leonard, Zoo, and then you have Lou, Harold. You think Robinson gets minutes this year for you guys? I think so. I think McGruber's going to get some minutes for us off the bench. I love how you call him McGruber every time. Yeah, nice. No, no. And and he's solid. I was surprised he got that much money for you guys this year. But he's a guy that it fits in perfectly. He fit in perfectly with the Heat, but fits in perfectly with you, your guys' style. Can run, plays defense, is going to knock down the open shot for the most part. Um, you think Harkless gets minutes for you guys? Because he's he's kind of in that weird position where it's like, is he a three? Is he a four? Probably could play some three, but I mean, the handle's not there yet. But the defense, it, he he, I like the way he fits in with you guys. Um, yeah, I think I think it's a, it's a we'll get some rotation minutes for us. Um, I've never been the biggest Harkless fan, and just going to school at Oregon and, and watching so many Blazers games, I never thought he was that great. Um, yeah, but I mean, he's a rotation he, player. He's made some strides. He is a defensive. He, he is an expiring yeah, he is an expiring contract, which is interesting because we could uh, hypothetically flip that for a backup point guard or another guard, which where's my mind is going right now because since our team right now is very forward uh, oriented, so it's just trying to like figure out our, our rotation right now and like where Dude, the are gonna fall. But I'm I'm I just looking at the roster, bro. And I mean you gotta give Jerry West so much props. Oh my gosh, him and Michael Winger, man. Just and, behind the scenes. Yeah. Just always had a plan. And and where do you think that so you were talking about you read Kawhi went made that pitch. Do you like where in this process do you think he always kind of knew? Because why did it take this long? Was he was it down to this in Toronto? Because it sounds like it sounds like LA probably what do you think the Lakers were ever in play? So I read this piece by Ramon Shelburne this morning, and it kind of outlined his like little bit behind the scenes and everything. And they said in the piece, she mentioned how Kawhi made a call to Kevin Durant and said, "Hey, come to me to the Lakers, or come to me to the Clippers." And he sat in that decision, and eventually he went to the Nets, obviously. But I feel like with Kawhi, he was pretty set on going to the Clippers, but wanted to keep it very within his inner circle, and like not that was the biggest thing. Like nothing really leaked from this like whole. Like upcoming week, like no one had any time frame like when he's going to sign, but it just happened. But yeah, I think he was set on going to Clippers the whole time. I think it was a very like formality to like, go back to Toronto. And he, it fits him. I I think the Clippers are not even just the basketball fit. I think the culture and just who they have, you yeah, know, kind of shown themselves yeah. to be. Yeah, and his family's from here. That's a great. Yeah. Thing. So Paul George and Kawhi are both from LA, and so it's both them coming back home. Um, to other families, and so it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun season, man. Um, we're it's gonna be a battle of Los Angeles. It's gonna be so much fun just to like see the stardom that's in Los Angeles, and just how both these teams are are basically championship busts, and it makes things really interesting. Yeah, no, I'm I'm pulling up the piece too right now. I, I'm definitely gonna check it in, check it out a little bit more. But so so it sounds like. After after he moved on from Durant, he was like, "Okay, let's go get let's go get George." Even yeah, though he wasn't yeah. even like a free agent, that was just like, yeah, "That's my number two guy I want to play with." 
Yeah, because I think that was the biggest thing Kawhi. Like, he wanted to come to L.A., but he knew he needed a second superstar on this team. And, yes, the Clippers gave up so many picks. And I'll talk about this briefly, but I loved SGA. Um, he was yeah, we we talked about it in the last pod. He was perfect. Yeah, he, he was, I loved him, man. Um, so it's really sad to see him go. I think he will be a two-time, three-time All-Star. Um, Gallinari was great for us last year, stayed healthy. So I kudos to OKC. You're getting two great players in that sense. And you guys got boatload of assets um but for us the way i look at that trade with pg it's basically we made that trade okc and Kawhi as well because if we don't get pg we're not getting Kawhi in the sense i think he goes back to toronto um because he needed that second superstar on so you think that that's what it was contingent on you think really do so okay i don't think he would have i don't think he would have come to clippers to the clippers if we didn't have a second superstar for him to play us because that would more work that would be more of a burden on him yeah. In that sense, I think he wanted that second player. To so the you then coming in, it was like, okay, I want to play here, but but we got to get, I got to get help. And what it, so let's say PG didn't make that. Is I mean, obviously, I guess there's probably no way to know, but there there probably had to have been a couple other plays where for him it was like, I'll, I'll play with him because that package was going to be available for whatever star, right? The the a billion picks and shy and yeah. and Gallo. What other? Yeah, I mean, what other play? I mean, obviously, it wasn't Butler. It wasn't any other free agent here. But it's interesting to me that that he probably talked with the Clippers and said, "I, I mean, even if they're under contract with someone else, like." But I think, like we talked man, about, isn't it crazy that tampering is basically nothing at all? It's just like you can literally yeah. just talk to anyone. This case, and just like then they just like turns their back. It's just like no, exactly. But it, it's it's so interesting to me that these are all just like you know people too. Like he. Imagine Paul George just getting getting a phone call from Kawhi and just like talking like, bro, come come hoop with me in in LA. You're moving back home. We fit each other perfectly. You've been close, but you've never been like right there. Yeah, you know, the closest PG's ever been was in Indiana, where you kind of knew. I mean, he went toe to toe with Braun for a little bit, but you kind of knew he wasn't gonna win that battle overall in the long run. Um. And- Exactly. So I, I think we can both agree he's a great fit. We can kind of have an idea of what went into the decision, you know, moving back home, long term, settling back in L.A., finding. So, I mean, it's he he played this perfectly. I think there was a, a, a lot of people in Kawhi's situation kind of botch the way he, he handled it perfectly. He kept it under wraps you know, made it in his own timing, but didn't do it in a dramatic way, got the player he wanted to play with, or, or I guess the consolation prize to KD, but got a great fit for uh, for him as a basketball player, and I think personality-wise too. Um, so then moving forward, what, what situation, and obviously you're, ne- you're a Clippers fan, and I, again, the Clippers have suffered for so long, I think you've, you deserve, you know, all this. But moving forward, situationally, Clippers or Nets, who who do you think wins the title first? Obviously, the Clippers probably have a little bit of a leg up because, you know, KD's going to be – I think we all can agree he's probably out the rest of this year. But it's kind of balanced out because KD – or the Clippers in general – are probably going to have a little bit tougher overall road to the playoffs, I think. So, yeah, I was about to ask you that. So, let's break down the path from each team right now. The wear and tear, yeah. Yeah. So, the thing is, as you just mentioned, 
the Clippers kind of have a head start on like that Brooklyn versus uh, Clippers path because Katie's not playing this year, so obviously. Yeah, it'll be, be tough for them to win a championship this, this year. Yeah, and, and the, the Nets are good. Yeah. They're a playoff team with or without KD right now. But, but yeah, it, I mean, yeah it's a whole different. The Nets are an interesting team. Like, it, it was kind of, first off, I was kind of surprised that they, re, they uh, signed DeAndre Jordan for four for forty. Uh, yeah, I talked about that too. Jared Allen. With yeah. the Jared Allen yeah. waiting, it maybe if they you could have gotten him cheaper, but for, they they paid money for him. Like they, yeah, with Jared Allen just waiting there. So I I agree, but. But you look at the team, and it's it's a good playoff team with or without KD. Yeah. If I'm being honest, I think it's the Clippers, and I think it's an alliance light as well. Because um, my reasoning this is this. So I think we have the best – I think Kawhi is the best player in the world right now, and I think he has proved himself in the playoffs. So I think we have the best player in the world. I think we have Paul George, who's a fringe top ten player. And we have – I think he is. Have, At his, yeah. When he's going – yeah, exactly. And so and we, have, he is we have Beverly, we have Shamit, we have Lou Will, Harold. That's six right there. We've thrown McGruber, or McGruber, <laughs> and uh, Harkless. McGruby. Whatever, however we use our mid-level extension, that's a rotation of eight right there. Well, if you carefully compare that to the Nets, it's just no, like, I think it's more even, right? I think you got yeah. nine or ten. Yeah, and Zubak as well. So yeah. compared to the Nets where it's just like you have to rant. We don't know how he's going to come back. That's a devastating injury to come back from. And uh, if anyone could do it, it's Durant. I agree. I agree. Um, and it's obviously, he's going to take his time. He's staying out all next season, so there's no rush whatsoever. Right. And their path is easier. But we don't know how Kawhi, how uh, Kyrie and Durant are going to play together. Think about that. It's just like okay. So, so we talked about this, and and I, I don't. We're still kind of in the Kawhi session section of the the podcast. But I want to get to that, and I want to get to why I think they chose. Because I don't think they just both were like, oh, we both want to go to Brooklyn. Oh, we're both here. I think it was very calculated that they those two wanted to play together. And so I don't really have any doubts about those two figuring out and playing together. I think those guys, you know, you just have those certain guys you just connect with and, you know, on a certain level. I think Kyrie and, and Kate are those two. I think they're best friends, and I think they chose to go there for a reason. But so going, going back to the Clippers, I have a question yeah, for you. Okay. Okay. So when Paul George gets that text from Kawhi saying, "Hey, I want you to come to LA," do you think he like, he like sat in that for like, a couple of days? And he's like, "Shit, this is like a once in a life opportunity to go back home to contend for a title." Because at OKC, he was just like, it was yeah. a weird, it's a weird team. It's, it's a weird situation. I I think I think it's the classic. All right, I'm happy where I am. Like I like my job. But this is that dream job offer. This is, you know, this is, we've seen it plenty of times. Sure, you're happy where you are. You're you're comfortable. But, like, this couldn't have been laid out any better for him. You're going back home. You're going to be a championship contender. You're literally a top. At the very worst, you're probably third. Going to be third in overall odds. I would probably put him first right now. You're going to go play with someone that's not, like, Sure, maybe Paul George has a soft spot for rest, but we've seen you you literally just went home in the first round to to the Jazz and Blazers who are not seen as elite teams in the West on and back to back years. Russell is not that dude. And until he figures it out offensively, either he gets a jump shot or he learns to be more efficient, you were never gonna get there. So I think I think it was tough for him, but if you lay it all out. And you're moving away from Oklahoma City. What is Paul George going to do in Oklahoma City, bro? That's not where Paul George wants to live. Now, here's the thing. If you're Sam Presti, 
do you do you that think was interesting yeah the, i mean like yeah here's thing, you still have him under contract for two more years so uh 21 right and do i you think make that deal or do you like exactly i think i think yeah no go ahead go ahead uh my whole thing is like the crazy thing is like this was so kept under wraps like no paul george's name was not said anywhere this week and this like out of nowhere last night do you think paul george knew before Kawhi contacted him because Kawhi, um, Kawhi doesn't just think of this. Oh, I want Paul. Like Kawhi's known. I think I, I would. I would assume that he, he was talking to Durant all, um, already in that sense. And then once the Durant thing fell through, that's when he, that's when he reached out to Paul George. But I don't think it was an ongoing conversation that they had prior to. Durant no, right. Him, but. but do you think the clip? Yeah, I, I'm just. I'd be interested to know when it was brought to Paul's attention. How? How? Because. It sounds like first he tried Durant, and I'm sure Durant knew. I don't even know. Do you think he told Durant about it during the finals? Probably not. I don't think he'd want to mess with that. No. Yeah. And yeah, it's just like it's kind of interesting, just like how like the, this whole thing broke down. So in uh, Ramona Shelburne's piece, she kind of broke it down. So Kawhi met with the Clippers on Sunday night, and so today is obviously Saturday. So and he, he told the Clippers that they have six days to somehow get the superstar, and apparently they tried to delay the like this like process the whole this whole week just to try to get the second superstar and somehow it worked and the clippers went to work this whole week just trying to like and it didn't leak it nothing leaked which is amazing yeah i think that that means a lot for Kawhi as well because it seemed like throughout the whole process he was like kind of annoyed by like by like what was leaking what was not leaking um but yeah and just somehow worked out yeah and i wanted to so i wanted to go back to this and this is still somewhat related to Kawhi, so we're good but initially, when I heard the trade, I think like you, you know, you jump into Sam Presti's mind. This is always the fun game we like to play. And I think my initial reaction was like, I don't know. Like, I, why are you giving up? Like, Paul, obviously, for the reasons I stated before, Russell Westbrook, you know, you've, you've been sent home in the first round. So it's tough. But at the same time, Paul didn't, Paul is playing with one shoulder. And we've seen teams kind of, figure things out when you you have some time together you know what i mean again it's different with russ but so my initial reaction was like damn i don't think you can give up that early like so you know how we had that i know we have uh, one big question about rondo coming up right yes he just resigned the lakers wow rondo to la we we were gonna say that we're just dropping bombs (laughs) Oh, get Kendrick Perkins out of here. Right Holy crap. That is, is crazy, man. Um, Kendrick Perkins with the source. Dude, this, this league boogie. I didn't even think boogie's back with AD. Dude, I, I think um, going back to real. Go ahead. Okay, real quick. I uh, I do it if I'm the Thunder. I, I think... Now you kind of got to move on to Russ, and the, it'll be interesting to see what type of haul they can get for Russ. I think one we, I mean, we talked about it a little bit before the pro, the podcast. I mean, the money there is going to make it tough right off the bat. And then I honestly, at his age, thirty plus season with a guy who really has relied on athleticism his whole career, it's dangerous to trade for him right now. I feel like I think. When has he, he he went to the finals early on with Kay and and James and and Ibaka? But ever since we haven't really seen an ability, and obviously he hasn't had a ton to work with. But he had Paul George for the past two years, um, 
And so I think, I think, yes, I'm getting a little off topic, but I think with that amount of picks that they got, again, a guy who's probably going to be an all-star three to four times for you and shy. And then Danilo is not a bad expiring piece as well. Um, yeah, that's, the nice thing for us is that, so we have Kawhi, dude, he re-upped for four years right now. And Paul George has two years as a player option after 21. Yeah. So we have these guys under contract for a while. So it's just like the next three, four years. It's just like our team is, our, our structure, our core is pretty much set in that sense. No, um, it's 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 a great time to be a Clippers fan. I think moving forward, these Clippers, the battles that are going to about to happen out west over the next couple of years are going to be crazy. I think we probably have a different team come out the next three years. I think that's a very good possibility, and we've never really seen that. I think you you throw the Clippers as a favorite. You have the Lakers slightly behind them. You have, I think, the Rockets. I, you can't count them out. You have the Jazz. I You know how I feel about the Warriors. I think they feel slighted, and they're going to do everything they can to be right up there. Um and then you have those nuggets coming back. Those are five. And then you can throw in the, the Blazers as well. You have five, I think, six, I think eight. you have to. I think there's yeah. like. With so white side. Yeah, look at the West right now. It's just like. I mean, we talked about this in the last, on our last podcast that we did, that there's like two teams that are kind of was like play down competition, whatever, Phoenix. And that was. Yeah, I think we uh, talked Memphis. about Phoenix, Memphis, yeah, and maybe that, Minnesota. But I was about to say, is that, is that their team now? OKC? No, I, I mean, I think, yeah, it's tough. You could, I, I still think they, they're with, they're competitive. You throw Shy in there with an extra year. Gallo's not bad at all. Yeah, I mean, I it depends think, what happens with Rush. My whole thing is, I don't think Shay and uh, Westbrook complement each other that well in a sense where they're like, they're both not the best shooters in the world. Um, yeah. I mean, Shay's still working on it. He's only 21 years old, but Russell has already proven that he's not best spot up shooter. So it's going to be an interesting fit for them. And then Gallinari, one year left in his contract. So I feel like he's just a rental for the year. And no, he definitely is. Just, I, I yeah. wonder I wonder how fast this Russ timeline moves. I wonder if it's like, That's all right, question, we got to get him out like before the season starts. Or if honestly, it's like, it, all right, I let's think wait. It would surprise me. But at the same time, it's, I think it's Westbrook taking a step back. Just, just like, okay. What teams are what does he actually want to go to? Because just looking at this league right now, it's tough. There's not that many fits. Yeah. That, like that need a point guard with that much salary like assigned to him. I think him and Jimmy would be so interesting. Here's the thing, Caleb. Isn't it crazy that right now that the Raptors won the championship what two, three weeks ago now? And it's an afterthought. Yeah. No, it's just a testament to show where the league's at right now. And the do Raptors you think, do they yeah, do you think do you think looking back in like fifteen years when we look at like the teams that won the championship in this decade were like, holy shit, how the fuck did the Raptors win this year? Yeah, but I think it'll be important to remember the situation. They had Kawhi. They had a team. And that's what you, you never know. You really never know. People can project it all out. and But you never know after a full 82-game season and then a whole nother – how many games do – the champions at the end, they play. They played another you gotta, like – Yeah, you got to win 16 another 16 games and you've probably so played more than 16. So you've played another at least quarter of a season. Um, but it's, it's crazy. I think I, I love Kawhi on the Clippers. I think it just, it does a lot more for the league. It brings the Clippers. It, LA is just going to be popping this yeah. year. Yeah. So yeah, so this is, this, these are my expectations going into next year. So I think we're going to get around a two or three seed because I think we do a little um, load management with both PG and Kawhi. So they play both around yeah. like 70 to 72 games. 
I think Denver's going to get the one, maybe Utah, and I think we get the two or three. Lakers now, same thing in, in our sense, where it's load management. But then once the playoffs hit, it's 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 uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's uh, no one knows. Of course, but it's championship or bust for four or five other teams, which is crazy, man. Which we've never That's, seen yeah. before. It's it's okay. There's other. There's fun teams. There's good teams. There's two to three teams that can win it, though. There's six. There's six, seven teams that could win it. Maybe that's putting it a little too high. But I think you can make legitimate cases if you wanted to for six teams. Um, but all right, that's – that's. I, I you know we could continue to talk to about Kawhi for a while. I think there's still some, some stuff we left on the table. But uh, we're going to take a quick break here and kind of – we're going to transition to Kevin Durant and kind of – because it's interesting. I don't think people – in the national spotlight are talking about it as much as I see just because, you know, uh, my feed is Warriors tailored. So I want to get your unbiased opinion, what you think, and and then we can go from there. But uh, we're going to take a quick break first. All right. Uh, before we get into the next segment, guys, we got three burning questions. One um, has already been answered, so we'll get that one out of the way. It was more – we have a an L.A. theme, three burning questions. It was more likely destination – uh, the Clippers, the Lakers. I was gonna go Clippers. Griff was gonna go, or I was gonna go Lakers. Griff was gonna go Clippers, for different reasons. Obviously, that Doc connection. But it sounds like, um, I, I think the biggest selling point for me in that was the role Rondo is probably gonna have on the Lakers, as opposed to the yeah, role he'd have in. Yeah, he's gonna get thirty plus minutes a game, and, and I think he built some trust with with the front office last year. He, he, especially towards the end of the year when a lot of guys were hurt, kind of took on a leadership role. But yeah. um, moving forward then, more likely champion, uh, especially now both both rosters have kind of been filled out, Clippers or Lakers? So I'm looking at the Lakers roster right now. So I'm going to read out loud to you. Yeah. So it's Rondo, Quinn Cook backup, Danny Green shooting guard, Troy Daniels, LeBron James, KCP, Davis, Kuzma, Cousins, JaVale. Gun to your head right now. Clippers, but it's by the narrowest margins, yeah. honestly. The thing that scares and, me and we're that talking not that. regular season. We're talking no, not yeah, come out of the we're West. Home, we're, we're home, yeah. We are holding that Larry O'Brien trophy. Yeah. The thing that scares me right now is if you match up with them is the amount of size they have, though. So yeah. if they play... Yeah, There's different roster like, constructions. The Warriors never had the most size. It's end of the day who can win ball games. But I agree. Yep. I go Clippers, yep. too. Um, cool. By the narrowest margin. I just feel like the the Lakers, and we could do a whole segment on this, but I feel like the Lakers are a little bit too... I think the Clippers roster, there's a lot more continuity. It's a little bit better fits just overall, you know, for the system. Whereas the Lakers, obviously, they're a lot, they're a million times better than last year, but it's still a little bit of misfits. Like, all right, this is the last we got. Let's pay him money. Like, you know, I, I think... Boogie is a, a nice addition, but I don't know. I, I don't know how confident I feel in him ever returning to what he was. And uh, Danny Green is solid, but I, I, I think the Clippers overall are, are just built um, better long term. Okay, last thing: um, ranking the four most likely um, MVP candidates in LA. One to f- let's go four to one. Give me your four to one. So, number four, I would go Paul George right now. Okay. Um, just based on, I think he's like the fourth fiddle in this case right now. Um, yeah. I think he's going to have a great season. I just, but I'm just, i trying to think of the narrative right now. There's a narrative there. There's a narrative um, there where Kawhi gets hurt. 
PG yeah. leads them. They don't really lose a step. Finish two three, but that yeah. that narrative's not very likely. Exactly. Cool. So number four. Um, what was your number four, Caleb? Four. Uh, four for me is PG as well. I, I love PG. I think if there were ever time for him to win MVP, it would have been last year. He wasn't able to do it. Hopefully his shoulder's clean. I think when it is clean, he's not even fringe. He is a top 10 player in the league for what he does on both sides. Um, but for him to be four just speaks to how good these other three dudes are. Three. Um, yeah, moving on to three. Um, I'm going to go Kawhi. Um, the reason being, I think he's going to play around 70 to 68 games. I think it's going to be similar with how it was in Toronto, just load management. I think people care about um, – playing a certain amount of games. I think he's having an incredible season. But for me as a fan, as long as he's healthy for the playoffs, that's all that matters. Yeah. No, I, I see that call, I, especially because I think the the Clippers have a little bit more depth and, and they just – the way Doc has things structured, I rarely – I don't think we're going to see very many nights where Kawhi plays 38 minutes a game. So I see where that's coming from. I still think he's the lead guy on a team that could easily – Finish first out west. Um, so for me, three is AD. I just don't. I think I don't think it'll be load management. I think um, AD and Braun are going to get thirty four to thirty five plus minutes a game. I just don't see him playing, uh, staying healthy for all those games. I also think it takes a little. I think his transition. I, I it sounds silly. It's not going to be bumpy at all. I think he can come in and easily average twenty eight thirteen with you know, two, two blocks a game, uh, getting a little long winded, but uh, I still think 80s three, then we go Kawhi and then bronze one for me. I know, I know you have it switched. I have a little different. So I have LeBron too. Um, just reason being, I think he plays 75 games. He's going to have an incredible season. Um, They've signed a little more, more depth in like the last twelve hours, so that's going to help his load last like everything. one hour. Even. Yeah, honestly, I think it was just recently on Twitter how like the last like since the Kawhi signing, they've signed six players, yeah. which is less than what was it twelve hours ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think he's having a great season, but that kind of leads to my number one. So I have Davis, and we gotta we gotta wrap it really quick, but sure. give it to Davis me. is the favorite. Davis is the favorite. Chip on his shoulder. He's gonna have a he's gonna have a prove yourself step season. He's my number one going into next season. Is that in general? Is that because the odds on that that's you probably can get plus that's eight? That's in general right now. That, if I might Interesting. Right now, I, I, yeah. I, I don't, if later, mine, yeah. if I had to give mine right now, Steph Curry, baby. <laughs> and then the narrative is set up perfectly for him. All right, all right. We're, we're gonna hop into the next segment. Are back. The rest of this uh, podcast, we are going to talk Kevin Durant and just the interesting exit out of Golden State. Um, and so I, how I want to kind of start this off is, is just bring it back. Three years ago, around this time, I think it was a little bit earlier, Kevin Durant chose to leave Oklahoma City and join the Warriors. And we obviously know the reaction that got. And I can understand the reaction. I've always been the type, you know, even when LeBron went to Miami, like, you know, they, this is basketball. These guys have relationships. Join where you want to go. Just go play basketball. People can, people got to respect that. No one should make that decision but you. I could see why having lost to that team and going and joining them, whatever. But what it 
what the the big question that jumps out to me is, and I think a lot of people, what what is he searching for? Why, like overall, what went into this decision in Brooklyn? And two, if any of that decision was based off of external forces and not what he actually wanted or some because the the media just makes up bullshit narrative after narrative and you would think that these things are actually going on in people's minds and that's literally what they act like but if that if any of this decision was based off of what other people are are putting out there and not what he actually wants and thinks is the best fit for him moving forward i just don't get it but let's yeah. just jump. Why? Why do you think that decision was made to go to Brooklyn? Because they didn't give him as much. It wasn't about the money, obviously. And he said in the past, "I'm trying to stack my money." And obviously, at this point, you know, you can get into what's 140 million to 200 million. But it wasn't the money. It wasn't, you know, championship. Like, sure, you, the Nets are going to be a championship contender. But you've seen you if you're healthy, you you most likely win a title every single year here. And the first two were pretty straightforward. This year, I mean, I think the Raps would have given them a run. But even without Katie, even without Clay, it still took six games. I think the Warriors probably pull it off. So it wasn't necessarily about the championship fit. What what did this come down to in your mind for Kevin? So in my mind, it came down to a couple things. So first off. Katie is a fascinating person. He is. Um, in the sense where he actually, his life off the court is just, it seems like he he's just trying to become like a businessman and a basketball player and merge the two together. So yeah. I think for him, he saw the opportunity in New York to just like get a play in a major city. Um, but we're acting like Oakland's not, or the Bay Area's yeah. not I mean, yeah, up in that tier. But I think at the end of the day, he, it was after you guys won the championships and he knew this is always going to be Steph's team. And I think he took a step back and was just like, I want to have my team. Um, and I think him and Steph had a great relationship the whole time there. But I think at the end of the day, he just wanted to like be that guy, the, like the face of the franchise. And he knew that was never going to be the case in Golden State. Golden State gave him everything. He has rings there. Um, he matured as a player. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's just like he wanted to create his own narrative and he wanted to have his own team. And I think for him, he looked at it as – New York, New York, or the Clippers. And it's kind of crazy, man, how, like, the whole time during the regular season, he's like, Knicks, 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 Knicks. And then him and Kyrie go to the Nets. Um, that's, that's the fascinating part. But do we know um, that it's Knicks, or was that, again, just a narrative created by... That's, that's a great point. Um, do I we... think it was, though, honestly, man, because I think for, I mean... Because what changed? Okay. That's, that's, a, that's a great question. Like, because I, I change during the season. Right. And I've heard, and but to your point, and, and you're right back into this once, I, I've heard, I saw on Twitter from certain people, I don't, they didn't know where the ultimate destination was, but they knew Kyrie and Kev were going to link up somewhere. And I, it, I it'll, it'll be interesting. always been that close of friends. I, I think it, it kind of brewed. I think they're similar in that, you know, Steph and him are never going to have that connection. Steph's just kind of, He's a more mature. Guy. He's so a family guy. Yes, family Kyrie's guy that woke, yeah. like, you know, you know, like, change the world, like, this, you know? And I think I like they've that. all, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. you know what uh, I mean? Yeah. Like that. Exactly. Just deep thinker. And I think KD, the more and more he was in this league, became that deeper thinker. And I think they connect on that level. But 
But my thing is like, well, do you think it was so much the the level that Steph was at, or do you think it's like okay, Steph has been here for so long because because he he would have had that in Oklahoma City. I think I think he wanted another challenge. Um, because obviously he could have stayed in OKC, or he could say the the Warriors. He could have ended his career there, but I think he, he looked in the mirror and was just like, you know what? I want to be the man. I want to prove to this league that I don't need like these amazing people around me and I want to like have my team but Um, see that and then that's other people because i don't think you can have it both ways you can say that he has obviously been helped by playing with guys like steph clay but no one is doubting his greatness no one is thinking he couldn't lead a team to the finals he definitely could it's just he wanted to be that guy to lead he wants to to go actually do it he wanted to be that face because he knew steph was always the face of golden state and And is that because he's been there because Kyrie's yeah, yeah. still there, Ky- I like, but that's his boy. Okay, because because I guess the way, especially the way Kyrie's played the past couple of years, it's definitely seen as Kevin Durant one A, Kyrie one B. Yeah, Ooh, so there. it's gonna be interesting. Like this this first year is just like kind of like filling the city out, and then obviously he's not playing this year, so it's kind of hard to like judge this team. Um, but it's gonna be the the structure of this team is gonna be fascinating in the sense where it's just like. You have these two pretty ball-dominant players. Ball-dominant players. And Kev, I will give props to Kev. This year especially, he kind of flashed his ability to create. He he was never really looking to score this year, whereas I think Kyrie Kyrie tries to do that, but he's always kind of looking to score. So uh, for you right now, next year healthy, what, what's their starting five? Um, that's very interesting. I think you go Kyrie 1, Harris 2. Levert three, DJ at five. I think you're figuring out the four. I think you could maybe slide Karuks at four. I think, dude, could no, you can't, you can't go DJ and Jared Allen. I could see Wilson Chandler wherever he goes somehow just starts plays like 20, 20 to twenty two minutes a game. I could see Wilson filling in at the four, but then they have solid guys off the bench. I could also see one of one of uh, Levert or Harris coming off the bench and then having Prince. It's whatever Atkinson kind of feels is that best matchup. But do you the, like Atkinson as a coach? I do. I do. I think I think, um, I think, think he's done a great job, not just on the basketball side, but creating the culture. I think that's – and that's what we talked about. I think that's something Wes and Balmer have done really well is they've, and, and Rivers. You create the culture and then you go from there. You, you create the most fascinating award this upcoming season in my mind. Twenty twenty executive of the year. It's going to be insanely competitive. Oh, it's got to be Jerry West. You, you, you have Jerry West. You have Griffin. You have I hate to say it, Polinka. Um, you don't have Polinka, bro. Polinka hasn't done shit. Name in there, man. You, you no, it's it's Griffin or West, and I give it to West because maybe down the line when the Pelicans are have blown up and and become what they are, then the. the but you can't yeah, give it the point, off. Yeah. But the Nets roster construction, they have like, because they have Dinwiddie coming up the bench, who, is, who I love personally. Oh, no, I love Dinwiddie. They, Still on a team-friendly team, team friendly contract. Uh, they, they re-signed Garrett Temple for a backup shooting guard. They have some depth. Um, <laughs> no, they do. And I think Moose is a guy I really like too who's going to get some minutes this year for them too. He, he was really good for them in the G League. Um, I think they got to figure out a four. Again, Chandler can play some four. I think maybe Karoops could even play You're some four. you this year, correct? Not for next year? Yeah, no, obviously KD, K can play some four. Um, 
But it, it's just interesting, I think, going back to why he think why we think he fit. I think I think he Kyrie's someone there they're just on the same wavelength. I think you're right. Part of it was wanting a new challenge. But I think a lot of it was the narrative of Steph's team. And we could think we can think of it like, hey, like, dude, who cares what other people think? No one really thinks that. But it, I think that definitely played a factor in which is why I think this league is so interesting because it it's so real. These people are literally humans that hear things that and see things that we hear and see. And we expect them to just not you know, for him to not have any impact on him, but it definitely did, I think, in this case. Yeah, I mean, obviously we can't judge this team next till next year, but it kind of relates to the point how crazy the NBA has been. And, like, yeah. we talked about this last earlier, since, like, the, the, the Raptors won the championship, this whole, like, offseason has been crazy, honestly. It's just, like, so many of the top-tier players are moving. It seems like loyalty is not really a thing that exists anymore in the NBA. I um, think, I think what it comes from, though, is... The teams, the teams in the NBA have never really. I mean, it's one thing when you're like Steph, right, who's poured your heart and so literally was a part of changing everything and and going from the seller to the top. But not many players do that. So if you ever, if as a franchise, get a chance to be better, you're gonna do whatever you're gonna do. So I think the players have to have that same mindset. Like if. If I have a better situation, if I can go make so, money or so, play with these, I got to do the same exact so thing. You, you, would, you would agree where it's, it's, it's a very player-driven league right now instead of like owner-driven. So, Which I think makes it a better league. I would agree to yeah. 100%. That's why the NFL. Of, um, relates back to the conversation we had earlier about Sam Presti with Paul George going up to him and saying, I want to be traded. You think you it, have to trade him? No. But I think... Obviously, if if they weren't gonna get good return, you say sorry, Paul. I so understand. They got great return from us. They got five. They got five picks. They you got, got five NGA, who good picks. A future all star and and yeah. Danilo, who's gonna be a good piece moving forward. He's not an elite piece, but that's an expiring contract that's valuable, and and he's gonna exactly. provide solid minutes for you this year. He's yeah. gonna keep. You know, I, I think OKC is a fringe playoff team at this point, but they're not to the point where it's like. Uh, they're in the pooper, you know. Um, exactly. But I, I think this, and we talked a little bit up, a little bit about it earlier. It got gun to your head right now. Sorry, got a little case of the burps. Um, gun to your head right now. Does Kevin Durant? And it, it, this is such a fa- fascinating question for me moving forward because he, I think this in his head, he's got to kind of weigh out, but. Gun to your head right now, does Kevin Durant ever win another NBA championship? No. See? And I think in his head, he probably thinks he he has a good shot to go do that in Brooklyn. But he's 30 now, coming off a a torn Achilles. The way the Bucs are set up with Giannis, the way Philly's set up now with Simmons and Embiid, you got four or five teams set up pretty nice out west um, with – Kind of the the team with the the timeline that's expiring the soonest being the Warriors, who still have at least probably two three years. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough for him to win a title as the main guy because his window is what four or five years. Yeah, I would say. I mean, I would say more or less three to four. I mean, we'll see how he gets at thirty five. I mean, coming back from the injury is gonna be tough, and the first year is really gonna like indicate 
how long he actually has left. Because if he's a shell of himself coming back, it's just like that window's gone. And it sucks that it ended like that, where it's just like you have that devastating injury. That's enough. Do you think that injury played a role in him leaving at all? Or do you think it was more the narrative? Because at the end of the day, he, he's he got to be the one to make the decision to play. Yeah. I don't think it helped. Um, yeah, I agree. Now, here's a question for you as a Warriors fan. Do you think anything that happened during the season kind of led to him yeah. leaving you guys as well? Like the Draymond stuff? Yeah, like, it was weird like, because... He's leaving, he's leaving, he's leaving. Because that's what everyone was saying. Right, right. He, this is his last year, he's gone. Um, and, and your question is, do I think any of what happened on the actual court over the 82 games, and then obviously the playoffs, did that play any f- effect in, in his decision? Yes, exactly. I think it did. I think um, I think obviously the meltdown in L.A. had a had – a, because those things, Dre, we're all emotional, but Dre takes it to another level. I think he, he said things that crossed the line. Like, it's one thing to talk shit and get into heated arguments. Um, but the weirdest thing was it, it seemed like – once Steph got back from that injury, they kind of all put it put it aside, and and you you almost got the feeling like, hey, like who knows? Maybe this almost made them stronger. Like it seemed like they were all genuinely having fun, and the questions remained. And, and I think during the early to mid part of the season, you would see Kevin Durant get so frustrated at the questions, and which made you think like, why are you getting yeah. so frustrated? There has to be some credibility. But but to the Warriors' credit as a team, it felt like they all said, no, like, we respect Kev. Like, he can make his decision. We're just focused on this right now. And they were saying all the right things, and, and it looked like they were playing together well. But I think once that Draymond thing happened, they, they did put it aside to try and win this title. That, I think, made it very likely he was gone. And something really kind of special would have had to happen during the year for them to overcome that. So in a sense, yes, the the on the court this year specifically that Draymond incident, I think played a big part. Yeah, I mean Kevin's a weird, not weird guy. He's just a different. He's an interesting guy. He's so interesting. The way he thinks about basketball and the way he thinks about life. Life, yeah. It's just different, and I think you kind of mentioned earlier with like the way Kyrie and Steph. Like more or less thing about it and everything. It's just like he relates more to Kyrie. About he like, is, yeah, exactly. I think Steph is almost has the personality of a like you see, and he's almost like a forty year old right now. Whereas Kyrie still seems like a kid, like not maybe not a kid, but a a young like almost like our mindsets right now. You know, whereas Steph is like definitely there's almost like a generational gap, and I think Kevin Durant definitely relates a little bit more to someone like Kyrie and I, that had to play a factor. I think they want to – and they're both guys, I feel like, that listen to – I don't think Steph cares. I don't – I think – I'm sure he listens to it and it does fuel him, but I, I think it almost gets to people like Kyrie and, and Kevin. Yeah, I mean, I think they – I mean, obviously with the whole burner account last year, it's just like yeah. they, they, they see what people write about them. Yeah. And – it matters. It um, does. It really does matter. And, yeah, I mean, I think Kevin has, Kevin has like, really stepped down this in his career where he, like, talks back to reporters about, hey, I don't want your bullshit. Yeah. Like, speak, tell it how it is. Um, which is nice because it, like, puts him on, like, a very human level. It's just, like, it's, it's it different. Really... But at the end of the day, it's just, like, what do, what's, what's your thoughts about the, about the Warriors wanting to retire his jersey? 
it's a pettiness right now. Because I, I knew some people from the words, or the reports that some people from the words were not happy about how he went about his decision, about how the whole, like, uh, Steph was coming back from China. Yeah. Just trying to I, and I think that Kelly, I think he had decided on Brooklyn for a while. So I, I, I don't have a problem with it because, again, if he already knew, like, what is Steph? Steph was always going to make that trip from China for Kevin Durant. That's just the, the way Steph is. I don't have so much a problem with that. I don't really have a problem. I mean, Kevin's got to make his own decision, and ultimately, you got to live with it. I don't think you can get mad at him about how unless he he went about it in a super dramatic way, and I don't think he did. Um, Back to the retiring thing. It's interesting. I think because I've never really given that thought of what constitutes someone's jersey being retireable. You know? he He brought you guys a couple rings. He brought he us two wounds. Obviously, like, he sacrificed his like his whole fucking leg for you guys. When people were chirping him out about how like is he actually hurt? Can he actually come back? It's See, just like he was a, he was a true warrior. It's it's so, and this is what it gets back into the mer- narrative. It's like it's so bullshit, Griff. Because if he doesn't come back, you know, there's people on Twitter saying, "Oh, he's a he." He doesn't care enough. Like he, he's soft. Like oh, we seen it. He's soft. Then he comes back, and those same people will switch up to now. Oh, the Warriors are incompetent. He never should have been out there. Like it's like I got two. Yeah, I got two Kevin Durant hypotheticals for you. One. Okay. He doesn't get. He doesn't get injured. You guys. He doesn't get injured in the playoffs. You guys can win the championship. Does he stay with you guys, or do you think he leaves? I think he leaves. I think he. I think like like we talked about earlier, if the reason he left is he wanted a new challenge, he wanted to go be that guy, I, I don't think winning a championship changes any of that for him. I think he's still out. And so do you think he still goes to the Nets or do you think he looks at other teams? No, I think I think the Nets were I think he weighed it between the Nets, Knicks, Clippers. Overall, Kawhi want, obviously wanted him on LA. I don't think that was what he was down for. I think again he relates to to Kyrie. And Kyrie was always going to go, I think, to to Brooklyn or New York. He wanted to go back home. I think it's been said a lot how much he wanted to go home, and Brooklyn's made more sense for him. So I think it, I think had that played out, like KD stays healthy, I think he's right now still in Brooklyn right now with Kyrie. Yeah. It's a fascinating thing. I mean, the what ifs that are associated. What's with your other what if? Oh, so that's the one if. So if he doesn't get hurt, so if he doesn't get hurt in like the early rounds. You okay, and it's kind of like the same thing. Let's say he doesn't get hurt in the middle of Toronto, and you guys still lose. Like let's say he comes back, or so this. He doesn't get hurt, but you guys still lose in the championship. Do you think he comes back? So, or do you so you're saying he doesn't get hurt at all, and he plays all the whole yeah, series, or he came back? Still lose. Yeah, so you really, I I don't I really don't see a scenario in which that happens where they're so playing a scenario where he could have came back to the Warriors. No, I I don't. I think, I mean, if there were ever a scenario for him to come back, it would have been this year, right? Like, they, they, they proved. I mean, and obviously Clay was out too, but it, they, I, I don't think it even needed to be proved. They're obviously a much better team with him than they are without him, and they, he won Finals MVP as much of a Steph guy as I am, and I think Steph had a, um, an argument last year. He won Finals MVP the last two years, and I don't think you need. It doesn't matter what people say. Like he was a 
vital part of this team. Um, and uh, so I think if there were ever, uh, again, if there was any ever a situation in which it was like, all right, we need you, man. Like this year was that. And so I don't think anything else really changes that at all. I agree. Yeah. I think him being there and them losing doesn't change that. But hey, right now the NBA is the most fascinating it's been in years. And it's the most. No, it's go weird. Ahead. It, it seems like most of these teams now are, are instead of going with like the three superstar guys, they're pivoting to the more like the two superstar tier. Where yeah. It's like you have these two guys and you're like, okay, we have our two superstars. Let's build our team around this no. right now. And, and you see this throughout so many teams in the NBA right now, which is like, we have our guys. We're going to let's go compete. Exactly. And I talked about that with Tyler. I think what a lot of people want is those three stars, but I think the two stars works better. I think the three stars really only worked with the Warriors for four stars, whatever you want to call it, is because one Draymond doesn't need shots. And and the way I think Steph's personality is, I don't think it many people do that. I don't think that works with the Harden. I don't think that even works. It could work with a LeBron, but I don't think Steph genuinely at the core of who he is as a person, he doesn't need the recognition or because you've seen it directly. It's related this year before Kevin Durant came, when they won 72 games, he was talking about LeBron, him, 1A, 1B. He's not there. I still don't – I think he's better than them than what he was even at that point. But now it's like, all right, it goes LeBron, KD, Kawhi, then Steph's underneath in a tier. And I exactly. – I, it's you've shown it's directly affected him. So I think not many people can make that move knowing full well, hey, the way I'm going to be seen in the media – the way people are going to be talking on Twitter, the way I'm just seen now as a basketball player is no longer in that tier, but I'm still, I don't think many people can do that. I think it just, yeah, it's easier overall to go to have depth around those two. And um, you're not going to have to deal with as, as much egos. Everyone knows their place. And I think it's just easier to construct a team yeah, that way. Now. It would have been fascinating if Kawhi actually went to Lakers. Um, a lot of times my Laker friends, I'm just like, you guys get these three players. How do you build out the rest yes. of the team? So it would have been, been to watch. very, very they fascinating. Would, they still would have been the favorites to win it all. I think they probably would have won it, win it all because at the end of the day, you need about six, seven right. guys in like the playoffs. To actually but win it's win a it. lot it's of work to make that work just exactly. logistically the way LeBron and Kawhi's games are and then AD. Like that would have really taken some time to kind of figure out what works best and the egos there. But Caleb, you want to know the best part? What's we the don't best have to part? think about that hypothetical right now because fucking Kawhi's coming to Clippers. Yes. And I can't oh. wait to see the battles in LA. I can't wait to see the battles out west. I it's it's the best league in the world. It's the best form of entertainment in the world. It is, it's man. a players league. That's why it's it's at this it's point. Crazy. The championship the Raptors won two weeks ago. Trade and signing summer league, the draft. Dude, that's right. fucking best, man. It is. It is. And uh, I can't say enough. Right now, Griff, we're going to quickly, we're going to end the show right now. But I want you to go, not quickly, we got a little bit of time left. But I want you to rank right now, regular season, 8 to 10, 8 to 1, the West right now. 8 to 1 right now. We'll go that's 8. Beautiful. You'll go 8. I'll go 8. And then we'll move from cool. there. So I have all the standings up right now. So. My eighth seed in the Western Conference right now will be the Dallas Mavericks. Love it. Love it. Eight for you, Mavericks. I think eight for me. See, this is tough. This is right on the fly. This could change easily. Eight for me right now. 
give me the Spurs. Spurs, interesting. Why is that? Um, why is it that they're not higher, or why is it that you I have them making the playoffs? Making the playoffs. Uh, I think there's just a lot to be said for, again, the culture. I think that's there. I think they have two players that are kind of misfits for this this um, this type of style of play that the NBA is headed in. Um, but DeRozan and, and Aldridge have been there. I don't see a situation. I mean, they all you, you saw they almost beat the Nuggets. Um, and you have DeJounte coming back. You have White having a, another year. Bertrands have another year. They're going to be a great defensive team. Patty Mills court. is still there. Yeah, I, I think they they still are in there at eight, at least. Cool. So, moving on to seven. Do you want to go first? No. No, cool. no, no. So, seven for me is the Golden State Warriors. Um, obviously, plays out, but you still have Steph. You still have D'Angelo. They might let up 129 points a game, but they might score 130 points a game. So Dre's going to captain that D, though, bro. Uh, get out of here. He's going to captain and anchor that defense, bro. Point guards are going to be licking their lips when they play the Warriors. Steph is not a bad team defender. He's shown that. I've D'Angelo, that's one thing. I agree. I'll be stacking against the Warriors this whole DK season. You'll see, bro. You'll see. Alright. Uh, dude, I don't know, man. This We might not have enough time to do this whole West. I know. I'm missing right now. Because, you, let's pivot, you just want to pivot to our number one and two? Yeah, I was going to say, this This could take 25 minutes. I know. I could be talk about this forever. Yeah. Um, your, number, your number two team? Can we go top three? Let's do top three. It's beautiful. Okay. Let's go top three. Three. Three nuggets. Interesting. I agree You're going jazz? as well. Um, no, I agree it's nuggets. Okay. I'm just looking at it right now. I think they take a little more or less stay in the same pace. It's going to be interesting with my quarterback and the team. Um, you think he makes year. an impact this year? I don't. I think there's I too think many so. dudes. Um, I think he's I still hurt. He might play some minutes, but I don't know if he makes an impact. Jamal Murray has to be an all-star for that team, though, this year. That's, like, the X factor. He's Dude, there's a lot of dudes now coming into the West. Gonna be I don't know if you, I, I think I think Murray tough. can still have a good year, a great year, and not be an All Star because of that's another thing. Bill picking our All Star teams it's for next be year, tough man, this year because you throw Kawhi in now. Um, Ka- West, yeah, you, AD. Uh, I, I don't. It's scary, man. We might they might have to get rid of like West and East All Stars because the East is going to be trash compared to the West. Yeah. Okay. All right, so we're both we're in agreement on the Nuggets. Who do we have at two? Uh, number two, Clippers. Um, so I think the reason being, I think we're a really talented team. I think we're going to compete every single night. Obviously, now that we have our two alphas on our team, it's going to be fun, man. Um, and we have these guys. We'll have these games this year where like Lou drops like forty and just like what? It's like an off night. We're going to win games. Um, yeah. So it's, I, I have this as number two right now. I wouldn't surprise me if we fall back at three just because of how many games PG and Kawhi play. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, I think we're going to get a two seed. I'm with you on that. Round. I'm with yeah. you on that. I, I think I go Lakers, though. I think the Lakers are just, the, again, like I said, it's a little bit more misfitty. It's a little bit less depth. I know they filled out the roster nice. I think the Clippers are just set up to make a deeper run. Um, or, or not necessarily a deeper run, but I think they're set up to just um, – Handle eighty-two games better than the Lakers. So you wait—is your number one the Clippers then? Yeah. Wow, for the regular season. Yeah. 
Dude, I, 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 Kawhi load management, sure. The Raptors had Kawhi load management and were the second seed and didn't really have a second star. I think they're going to have enough in, in Bev, PG, Kawhi. You go down the list. Harold, Lou, Zoo. Yeah, I think I might be really high on Anthony Davis for MVP run. That's why I have the Lakers number one. Um, but I think it's going to be interesting. I think Davis plays close to like 82 games. I think LeBron has an incredible year. Kuzma's going to get some run. LA's going to be fun. Oh, really? Man. Oh, really? You don't I say. This. I know everyone's talking about this team right now. Utah's going to have an incredible season as well. And I know we will both be hammering the over on that Dude, pick. okay. Real quick, real quick, it's starting to get to the point where the it's so much Utah Jazz hype. Oh, oh, it's trendy. It's trendy. It's like it's almost too trendy. Like you know, like I don't even feel comfortable anymore. Because at the end of the day, they did upgrade at point guard, right? But they did, and and they did add Bojan, and they did add Moody Eye, and they did add Green, but Andy. But I think that favors loss hurts. I really do. Defensively, yeah, it's gonna hurt defensively. Deep. I I loved what he brought, and even offensively, I I really loved what favors brought. Obviously, you know, Ed, Ed is solid, but uh, I I start to look at the roster, and and I obviously I could foresee a situation in which they're a top four seed, but I don't think they're they're in the necessarily the same air as. <laughs> the Clippers, the Lakers, or even, honestly, the Nuggets. Or, I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But it's almost becoming too trendy. I, I, I could honestly see a situation with the Jazz still finish five or six or seven. Okay. With how good the West are. But I, I think we probably, depending on what the, uh, what would the, what would you open the total at for their wins next year if you're the bookmaker? And uh, I'm, I'd be curious, is the line out for that yet? No, they didn't release really voters because still a lot of free agency stuff right now. Let's see. Last year they won. They went fifteen thirty-two. The additions they make, I would set the line over under at like fifty-three and a half. But that's not even factoring the the additions the rest of the West has made. Yeah. Oh, that's a great point. You know they've gotten better, but so has the rest of the West. Yeah, so it might just be at fifty again, but it's going to be so fucking competitive. The West is going to be fascinating. Yeah, and I'm 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 so I don't know if uh basketball like if the win totals or the championship odds totals relate to win to you know what I mean? Like if there's Oh yeah, yeah. No, I don't think so. I think they take an account playoffs. In the account playoffs. Season. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, it's kinda of crazy though. So before the Kawhi, uh, Kawhi thing last night we were sixteen to one to win the title. Now we're three to one. Right no, now. I was literally uh, looking at that. I was looking at yeah, that. Nah, it's so. that would have if you had known. Any uh, before we head up, bro? Any um, any big three numbers you want to <laughs> big three bets you want to pull out right now with a power plus three seventy five triplets plus four seventy five three hundred monsters plus five hundred. Oh my god! Uh, what, what team is ISO Joe on? Whatever team he's on, he's on. Like, <laughs> I forget what I've team he's on. Uh, I've been following that. I've been following some like Royce White stuff because that guy had so much potential coming out of college and he's pretty dope. Yeah, and he's um, scared of flying planes. But we gotta watch that, bro. And yeah. we gotta provide some bets for the for our one last that in summer league. Wasn't it crazy that 
there's like those rumors earlier this week how Amari and like Monte Ellis want to come out of retirement. Yeah, Amari is playing in the big three right now. He looked good, but he doesn't. I don't know if he looks NBA good anymore. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. But um, what are you doing the rest of the day, buddy? Oh, let's see. I think I'm gonna just watch some of it. Kind of hungover right now, so yeah. we're, we're surviving though. But after last night, um, yeah, that's kind of enough. Funny, like literally after, like I started yelling. Security came over, like what happened? And, like my one of my one of my buddies showed uh, the security guard the Kawhi signing. He's like, oh, I understand. Then yeah, yeah. I was, I was I was on cloud nine last night, man. Yeah, uh, you should be for the rest of the off season, bro, and into the season, bro. I'm I'm excited for you. I think yeah, man. This is your time. You're gonna remember these next years, bro. They're, the Clippers are gonna take you on on journeys that you'll remember for your whole life, and I'm, you deserve I can't it. Wait, man. Um, you deserve it's it. gonna be a battle of Los Angeles, and I'm so excited yeah. to see how it plays out. All right, bro. I'm I'm gonna go watch some summer league. See what happens from there. Maybe some big three. But yeah, uh, we'll thanks. We'll the day plays out. Thanks for co- hopping on with me again, bro. If you want, right, we'll see you, you again next week. Love you too. Till next time. Yep. Thanks, guy. Thanks again, guys, for listening. Logger Drive Hoops uh, podcast, breaking down some Kawhi, breaking down some Kevin Durant. Uh, we'll be back probably here in the next couple of days to, to have some more uh, NBA talk for you guys. Thanks.